Hello, welcome to Dad Made. Uh, uh, I almost said a story again. Let's <laughs> start over again. I hate myself. A story? Hello, welcome to Dad Made, a podcast for creative dads. I don't know why I always think that I, I was going to say a story. I have no clue, but uh, welcome to the podcast. My name is Corey Miller. I'm joined by the fantastically, one fantastical, fantastic man, Kyle himself. <laughs> fantastical in the per, in the flesh. You know, fantastical, great app. Uh, not sponsored, but highly recommended. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, Kyle, uh, so there, I have some orders of business. The first order of business is a little bit of a thing that probably nobody else is going to care about, but I care. Um, in that last... On the last episode, I mentioned um, a company that made these notebooks that I use all the time, and I referred to them as Leichtwurm, which is not the name of the company company at all. I had just been reading the name wrong and thinking it was such a stupid name for a company because the company's name is actually Leuchtturm, uh, and because it's L E U C H, and that's a ger- it's a German word. Leuchtturm means lighthouse. Leichtturm is a nonsense word that means easy tower. <laughs> easy tower. So, so there's a correction from myself. Uh, I felt really dumb when I was listening back. I was like, oh, I can't fix that. Second order of business is it's your freaking birthday tomorrow. It is. Happy birthday. Yes, it is. Thank you. You thought I forgot. <laughs> well, at the time of this being published, it won't be my That's birthday. That's true. Tomorrow, your birthday was so long ago. <laughs> Well, happy birthday. Are you excited to be Thank older? You. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited to live another year, yes. Okay, but am well, I excited to be older? Not really. We'll stick with that. We'll stick with that. Are you doing anything fun for your birthday? I don't know, honestly. Uh, <laughs> as you know, my life's been a little bit of chaos lately, so yes. I'm not sure what's happening. I know we're going to go to dinner as a family, but... Other than that, I don't know. I'm honestly okay with just like a chill evening. Well, we will dedicate today's show in your honor as living through another year. <laughs> Ironically, uh, we're talking about how you know when something's done. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll, we'll just spin on this into could that. could be my last birthday. I don't Do you, know. Wow. It- okay. Jeez. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. You can find us at dadmade.co. <laughs> We're figuring out when we know when it's done. Oh my gosh. Do you feel done? No, I don't. Uh, Okay, good. I don't. Well, I guess that's a, I I don't know if that's a segue, but we'll, I guess we'll have to now. I mean, Uh, it worked as a segue. Well, now I'm going to call it out as a segue and we'll move right into it. So, uh, yeah. So today's, today's episode, um, of which I have done extensive preparation for, uh, and have done so much thinking on. So last week we talked about, um, you know, we we referenced this YouTube video and talked about, um, you know, why it's difficult, the fear that um, we all have that makes it difficult for us to finish creative projects or creative things. Um, it's this idea that, um, you know, we're we're afraid of what it won't be, so we never finish the thing because we're like, well, what if it won't be this great thing? And as part of that conversation, we talked about. Um, there was just like this brief moment. I think it might have been you, where where we just kind of were like, "Well, how do we know? How do we know when it's done? Like whatever the thing is, like it being a story, a newsletter, a piece of music, a creative anything, right? A a, a carved 
stick, right? Like, how do you, how do you know when it's done? I never um, know when my carved sticks are done. So I'm I ready. don't think anyone ever I'm ready does. to learn. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've been, I, I don't know if you ever have this Kyle where you have this minor interest at one point in a thing. You're just like, Oh, I wonder how a leather shoe is made. And you look it up on YouTube one time and then for the rest of your life, you're getting videos about how to make leather shoes. And, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes that can be super annoying. And other times it can be really interesting. Um, but I've been uh, kind of recently getting back into more of the idea of kind of the handcrafted um, things um, and, and watching people, you know, take old, old, Specific. I mean, I'm mentioning shoes here, but there's like a YouTube channel where they take old leather shoes or leather boots and they refurbish them and they clean them and they, you know, re- do a resole and things like that. And um, and for those projects, for the most part, as as far as I can tell, like there's a product that you're trying to get to, and you'll know when it's done when all of the pieces kind of fit together. And in other and and that I I say that because I'm like that that must be nice to know more or less when this thing is complete. And so, um, but that doesn't all, that's not always the case for every creative endeavor. Um, and so the kind of the, the topic, the idea that I want to chat about tonight or today is for the things that don't always have like this very obvious endpoint. Um, how do we know when it's done? How do we know when it's time to hit save, to hit publish, to hit print, to ship it off, to laminate it, to whatever, you know, like douse it in wax. Like, how do you know? Sell it to the museum. What is the moment where you know museum, art gallery? I meant to say art gallery. Sell it to the art gallery. How do you know when the thing you're working on is done? Kyle, how do you know? (laughs) (laughs) How do you solve the problem? Solve the problem. Yes. Okay. Wow. Well, if I'm carving a stick, I need to know exactly when to laminate it. So this is great. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like someone in the history of the world has ever laminated a stick. Probably somebody has. At least one person. Yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, there are things that are, like you said, time bound. Like you need to finish them in a certain time. Or even if you don't need to by external force, you've given yourself a certain time frame. So, I mean, I think that's the most obvious one, but what's interesting are the things I remember in the last episode, we talked about things that are not so like apparent. Maybe you're working on them for yourself. There's nobody else even knows about them. I know this is a crazy thought, but everything doesn't have to be shared on social media. You can have something (laughs) that you're working on that nobody knows about. Yeah. And for those things, when do you consider them done? is really interesting um i think for myself sometimes that means honestly i've just kind of like grown tired of that thing (laughs) so i move on to something else Mm. and that's when it's really done but i don't know i don't know how you like if you're still interested in that thing let's say for example like um a painting like a painting is probably the easiest example to use, but like start a painting. You could always be like, you could constantly be working on this painting for as long as you wanted, probably because you can just keep going in and touching things up and 
and redoing stuff. And so let's assume you just want to make more paintings after that. When do you just consider the painting done? That's where I'm unsure of like a concrete answer. And I'm curious what your thoughts are. It's it's I feel like I'm the most unqualified person to, <laughs> to speak on it because I I don't know that I always know. Um, I mean, one of the things I mentioned last week was when I'm when I'm making music, I want to hear like my 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 tendency is to want to hear as close to the end product as soon as I can. So I'll be in the writing phase or even in the early tracking phase, which is just laying down the early you know, parts of music to have something to follow along with and then record over that and and so on. And sometimes I'll spend time doing mixing stuff, you know, or like adjusting the EQ, you know, changing how things kind of sit together and do some panning. And, um, and I'm not always so disciplined about not doing step seven while I'm doing step three. And, um, and so I don't know that I always know when that is, I just know that the more that I don't finish something, the less I'm able to create just in general, because I'm only working on the one thing. Um, I, I think there's something to be said for the paradox of intuition, right? I think a lot of creative people kind of just have a sense of when something's ready. And that's so vague, like you can't really, you know, it, that's so vague. Um, because anything could be like, oh, I think it's done. And then you realize you never sent it off to the editor to be edited and it's just terrible. Um, but but there is something to be said about this kind of, I don't know, tension between feeling like it's done and feeling like you could do something a little bit more. And I don't know. I I, I don't even know that I ascribe or subscribe subscribe necessarily to the idea of like get it to almost done and then have that be you're done because then you just kind of lower the bar a little bit and then you have to do that again and all of a sudden you're like well just get it like almost almost there and then you know um so i um i think there's i think there's i think there's a couple of pieces so i think that not knowing when something is done i think is a result of poor planning if, if I'm honest about it, right? So I'll use, again, I'll use myself as an example, working on this song and I'm still in the writing phase, even though I've been working on it for like five months. And I wrote the lyrics like almost two years ago and then picked it up. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll write something to it. Been working on it for like half a year. Um, but I, because I'm writing, on, uh, writing it by myself, um, I'm not sitting there in a group with other people and like in a band, like you usually would kind of riffing on it and you can just like, get ideas out with each other and then boom, now you've got a song. For me, I'm like, okay, I wrote it on acoustic, but I think I hear electric in my head, but then I need to do drums for it because I'm also feeling like there's some drums and then I'm going to definitely need to add some bass. And so I'm going to go do some of those things first. And then all of a sudden I realize ah, it doesn't quite sound right. Do I want to throw in some piano, maybe some like electric piano, ah, maybe you need some pads underneath. And all of a sudden, instead of sitting down and being like for this song, I have the lyrics Here's the flow of the song, uh, you know, in the structure. We'll write out the structure and have a plan for it. Like, I remember writing most of the song and then being like, I want to add another section here. And so then I started working on this other section instead of finishing the freaking song. So all of that to say, I don't currently have, to my own detriment, I don't have a plan for what this thing should look like. 
And part of that is okay because that allows there to be some more creativity and allow myself to be like, oh, I think this needs a new section here and allow myself to, to push on into that creative side and that creative output, I guess. Um, that being said, if you don't have any fences for your wild stallions, they're going to run free. You know, <laughs> Whether or not it's in this huge acreage, they're going to go. And um, so there has to be some some semblance of a boundary, I think, because creativity wants to run free, which is beautiful, but it also needs to to do the the thing, like fulfill the purpose of the creativity. And and if you never get there, um, and I mean, I guess that kind of depends on what your goals are. If the goals are just like, I just I don't want to release this. I want to just work on something and always just be working on this. And then great, then you're fine. That's, that's your goal. That's great. But for many people, they want to create something so that it will be appreciated by somebody else. I would probably more times than not, I would, I would assume. Do you feel like you, if you plan like that and you say, well, here's what I want to do and here's the steps I want to do it in and here's when I want to have it done. Do you feel like you take some of the fun away from that Let's just assume it's a hobby, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe like a, a side business kind of thing. But do you feel like you pull some of the fun out of that thing that you started because you really enjoyed it, because it was creative and it gave you a creative outlet and you've turned it into something that's another chore? Or do you feel like you keep the fun by giving it some structure, but you're still having fun? For me, and I, you know, I'm sure this is very, very specific for people. Uh, For me, if I don't have structure, then nothing ever gets done and I feel bad about it. (laughs) So like the, the idea of having, and I, and I actually did this for um, the first and last album that I ever made, which was with my brother. Um, We, when I was doing the final, when I was in the final home stretch, like the last, I don't know, six months, I bought a whiteboard. And on this whiteboard, I wrote down, I made this giant chart of like every song, you know, I titled them and everything. Like in the, those were the rows. And then I had um, columns for like guitar, drums, you know, guitar two, vocals, you know, harsh vocals, whatever, like all of them there. And then I would fill in every block as those things got recorded and, and mixed and so on. And that felt really, really, really great because it gave me something to work towards. And I could find that I found that I wanted to do better in my creative output because I had a goal. Uh, when I didn't, I, I was, it was just very open-ended and I could be sloppy if I wanted, you know, um, I, you know, just the other day, uh, finally, last week, last weekend, finally set up a recording little area down here in the basement and sat for like two hours recording guitar and vocals for this track. And, um, and it was great, but I had no, I have no boundaries, like no scope, no deadline, no, this has to be done. So I could be a little bit more open-ended and creative, but I didn't feel any sort of a any sort of a pressure to be like, I don't know, to, to get it done, like to do it right. Sometimes I would just do it because I was just kind of like, oh, let's try something new, try something new, you know? And um, 
for me, the fun is in like getting to the point where I do the thing that I'm trying to do really well and then the final output. And that's the part that's like really fun for me. So coming up with new parts, I really enjoy that. Coming up with new creative pieces to that, I really enjoy that. But if I if it never comes to anything, then that starts to feel a little bit like ah, it didn't quite get there. So so for me, I really I really thrive in that like it's kind of like freedom within the boundary. I work I actually work best that way. I I um I took this really intense um not like a personality test. It was like how do you work with other people assessment kind of a thing um, many many years ago uh, and. It was like this really official thing. We actually had to sit down with a person who was like certified to explain this system. And one of the things they explained to me was that I really love freedom with, within a boundary. So like give me the scope and then just let me do my thing to, to get there, right? Like don't micromanage me. Don't like get in my face about it. But if there's no boundary, it'll just float off into forever because I've got other things to do, you know? So yeah. So I I really I really thrive um, I really thrive in that, but it, that requires discipline, especially for my own creative outlet. Um, for work, those the a lot of those boundaries are are set there. Like you, there are deadlines, there are campaigns, there's things that the whole team is working on. For a business, you you know maybe you have to do that. If you're the owner of that, you have to set those deadlines. Otherwise, you're not making money. Um, but when you're just like sitting in your room trying to make something and trying to do something beautiful um, that you have to either set your, you have to set yourself up for success, whatever that looks like. And if part of what that looks like is setting in deadlines and getting accountability or setting in like, Hey, I'm only going to record for this thing, or I'm only going to work on the sketch for this for two weeks and starting on the 12th, I am doing color, you know, or, you know, in your case, you're writing newsletters. You have to send out a newsletter every week. You've committed to that and people expect that. So you've got to have that done whenever that needs to be. At the very least, it's got to be done by Sunday, right? I don't know if you have any other like personal, personal deadlines. 25 weeks in. 25 weeks in weekly. Also 25 weeks in of posting every day on social as well. Look at this guy. Okay. So then like, now I turn the question back onto you. Like, do you do you need that kind of structure for creative stuff? Do you need um, do you need to plan? Does it take the fun out of it? Like what what part of it's fun? Like how are you how are you navigating that right now? I think it's fair to say to some degree it depends. Like yeah, if it's just something that like you mentioned, you just enjoy it. You have a notebook. Nobody's even seen this notebook. You don't care if they do, and you're just doodling in this notebook like you get stuck on one of them and you say, I'm going to keep working on this till infinity, then great. Yeah. You know? Um, but I think back to, I had, I went through a lot of art classes, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> like high school and college went through a lot of art courses. And there was this one art class in particular that stands out to me because it was all about like pencil drawing. Um, mm. And it was one of those like, you know, we'll draw a still life thing sometimes, or we'll talk about like geometry and all this kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, geometric shapes and how those create forms and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I remember 
because this was very interesting to me. It was like a full week where at the beginning of the of the class, she would tell us to sketch a circle, like a sphere. So you draw a circle and then you try to shade the circle, sketch a sphere. But we only had like, she'd set a timer and we had like, I can't remember what it was. I want to say it was like 30 seconds or something. Um, and so for like roughly five or 10 minutes at the beginning of the class, you would sketch the circle or like sketch a sphere, but you'd have to stop every however long it was and start a new one. You couldn't keep working on that mm, one. Interesting. So you'd keep going and you'd keep doing them over and over. There's something magic in being done because it's like, okay, that was not so great, but now I'm going to do this next one. And it's going to be a lot better, you know, and you're yeah, working yeah, on yeah. it. Well, unbeknownst to us, another class, you know, another time period taking the same class, she was giving them the full time to draw a sphere. So she'd just say in the next five minutes, draw a sphere. So everybody would like take their time and try to draw yeah, the sphere. Yeah, yeah. And later, like at the end of that, I can't remember if it was like a week of that. I think it was about a week of that. At the end, she like gave us a still life drawing assignment. And we had a certain time frame for it. So both of these classes, we found out later, had the same exact amount of time to work on this. I think it was one class period or something to work on it. And the class that had done those sketches over and over and over yeah, 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 did way better within that time frame than the ones who had taken like every class. They took five minutes to try to meticulously draw this sphere because the That's ones who had done it over and over learned to get more efficient, learned to like exactly what to look for, like how to draw shapes better and that kind so of thing good. quickly. Yeah. And so in that time period, they did like, you know, there were some standouts of course, but like objectively as a whole, the class that did the quick sketches every day did way better than the class that did the slow sketches every day. That's, that's brilliant. And so I think about that a lot because with creative endeavors, like we start to work on it and it's, oh, this isn't too great. I, I should do this or I should do that. And we keep like, let's take a song, for example, for you, right? Like you keep tweaking things, you keep adjusting things and yeah. you keep working on it. And like, I'm not saying your music is this, Corey, but like you wouldn't maybe, know because I haven't released it. <laughs> but maybe the song, maybe the song, just like it's an it's a song that you've made, and I'm not calling it unfantastic, but maybe like it's not your best work. Like your early yeah. work is not your best work. Totally, totally. So, like, what if you made? I'm making this up. Like, what if you just wrote and recorded a song every week? Like, right. you have to finish it in a week. It's like yeah, oh, yeah. a week. That's not much time. But like, eventually, you start to understand like. You know, there's no burden of what you've done before. Your your old right. work, your old self, whatever you want to call it, like all of that is on that previous song. And you learn something and you're like, okay, now I'm going to do this one. Even if it's the same general idea, but you're just going to redo yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're kind of like working on that muscle to say, okay, I can do this a little bit better this time. And I think, I don't know if that leads to like the answer to getting it done, but I do think... There's something to be said for just letting yourself say this is done because we're often not thinking about the next thing that will probably be, probably be better if we just move on to the next thing. It's interesting that you bring that up because it totally reminded me of there's these two YouTubers, uh, Rob Scallion and Andrew Huang, who 
for the last couple of years, they do an album in a day. It's kind of, kind of one of their. I don't know if you know if you've if you've heard about yeah. that, but um, I followed Andrew for a while. Yeah, yeah, and and it's always like it's not great, like musically speaking, but it is great musically speaking because of what they're doing. And so the whole concept is they have. I don't even think it's 24 hours, but it might even just be like 12 or I don't know, where they say we have to produce a full album to write, write the lyrics, write the music and record it all, just the two of them in a day. Actually, this last year, I think they did it at Abbey Road Studios, which is which is pretty cool. Nice. Uh, but I love that kind of like they, like they can't go in. I mean, maybe they've had some thought throughout the year of what they might want to do, but but they sit there and they go, we've got one day. It's time to go, you know? Um I remember when I was a kid, uh, my brother and I booked some recording studio time and we could only do one day. And we only had like three songs or something like that. And they were just terrible. One of them was like a cover and it was bad. And then the other one was like a humor one about King Arthur and it was just trash. Like it was just not like, I don't know, we were like 13 and 14 or something like that. And, uh, but we had one day of recording in this weird dude's studio. <laughs> and, and so we just had to, we just had to do it. we like, if we did a take and we're like, hope it works, you know? Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I love that idea of being like, what is the built-in restriction, um, in which then we can find the enjoyment? Cause, cause you're right. Like, I think if, if you strip the fun out of it, then, then what are we really doing? Like if we strip all of the the life and the joy out of our creativity, then what is it like? And I mean, maybe that's more of a philosophical exploration, but I, I think everything creative has to have some heart and some soul, some joy, some life givingness uh, in some way. And even if it's just like not in the art, but it's in the feeling of doing it, like the having having done it, you know, and. Wow, that is that is a very philosophical. That's a very uh, very philosophical topic. But um, yeah, I, I honestly these episodes just these these shows end up just being like I don't know therapy sessions for me to realize oh I need to do this stuff you know. Um, so what so what for you then? I'm guessing it's for you. It's the weekly cadence, and I mean even the daily cadence of of writing stuff. So how do you? How do you manage that? How do you plan for that, prepare for it, execute it? I mean, I think at one point you said you were like three months ahead or something in social media posts. I don't know if that's still the case, but um, so how do you make that happen without kind of resting on the laurels of, well, I've got stuff planned out already, so it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. um, I mean, admittedly with the newsletter writing stuff, it's been like, typically the day before (laughs) I end up (laughs) actually writing it all. Um, but I do, I have been very like, just, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. I've been like very focused on having an editing time because I think Mm. something a lot of people don't do, they'll just write it and then they're like, Oh, it's done. There we go. We're gonna put it out there. And I, I want to come back to it at least, at least an hour or something later and, and reread it and say, okay, I see these problems in it. And I've, I've really been focused on that. Um, with the social stuff, like having weeks worth, I now that I think about it, I am kind of taking that sphere sketching approach. Yeah. Because I'll write one thing and then I'll rewrite it three or four times. 
in different ways and like try to get more creative with it and understand like sometimes and actually most of the time the last thing I write is the thing I'm like I really want to post this first because <laughs> this is like a really good version of this thing. yeah right right um, but I still post them all I still like have them ready to go um, and for me it's kind of like in a weird way sort of documenting that like I mean you could say well you kind of just edited yourself so you probably should just post that fourth one or yeah. third one or whatever it is but for me it's like let's see what that first one does and the second one does and like did I really get better at it what happened like for me there's some fun in that and there's some creativity yeah. in that of like well what actually does work is does what I think work actually work or is it somewhere in the middle of this process that I'm actually getting the best of what I'm doing? Uh, am I overthinking it by the end maybe or something? Mm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think like it's definitely helped me write better because I do have that constraint. Like I can't just say, well, I'm going to write a blog post and it might come out in two months, but it's going to be fantastic. And then it's, you know, if you're posting stuff online, you know, this it's, you're not going to get a ton of response from that. Like Mm. it's the volume of things and the like focus on, on learning the skills that really gets you to a place where you get some notoriety from things. And so I often think about that, like, even with this, how do you know when it's done? I think some of how you get to a place where you know when things are done is that you've built up the skills to do the thing you wanted to do in the first place. So like in the example of, you know, creating a song, like let's just use that as the example. Like in that example, maybe you aren't such a great, I'll just make it up. Like you're not a great drummer, right? So you're trying to do the drums yourself and it's like, oh, that's just not quite there. And so you keep redoing it and redoing it and redoing it. And maybe the idea you had in the first place wasn't even really that that technically sound for what you wanted to do. Yeah. But you're just stuck on like making this thing better. Instead of just doing it and like being okay with, all right, this was my first go-round of this thing. Like this is the first thing I did the drum track for. And I can it's not great. Maybe you don't want to put it anywhere, whatever, but you can always right. go back and reference that and see like, okay, I've grown and you yeah, keep doing true. that and you learn that skill. And then eventually like you're a, a pro a tier drummer, right? Like you're, you've, you've practiced over and over and over and you like, you're great on drums. So when you want to do a drum track, you have the idea in your head. It comes out pretty easily, maybe first or second try and the whole process is like sped up so quickly that at the end, at the part where you could say, okay, well, um, you know, I wanted to finish this in a month or whatever, and I finished it in three weeks. So I have a whole week to like maybe adjust some things or, or do something. But overall, I feel like I'm done because the ideas that you had come out. So I, I think, I think part of getting to a place where you feel like you can call things done is having the skill to do what you want to do in the first place. Maybe it's also in addition to that, it's the maturity to not get too precious with it, which I think is really difficult because we're insecure. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I mean, it might be an insecurity as well. Yeah, like, I guess so. Well, I don't know if this is because it wasn't great the first time, and then you redo it, and you're like, "Well, this is still great. I don't know. I'm going to keep working yeah. on it." Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be any of those things. You know, I, you know, part of it could be the the fear of what it won't be. Part of it could be just like I need this to be exactly what's in my head. And other things can be like, well, I just need to get it out and have it be done and and have that rolling process and. I think I get too precious with with my creative stuff, and um, I get too caught up in trying to get every piece of it to be exactly what I want. Um, but for what it's worth, I sat down and did a couple of acoustic guitar takes, and I did a vocal. And honestly, I could probably have that live as an acoustic song. I, I think I want to make it more, but... I, I sat there and I was like, actually, maybe I should just spend my time recording this and getting this good and doing a vocal and like having some good layers and then just have it be done and have that be what it is and have that be okay and then move on to something else and maybe revisit it later. But, you know, part of it feels like I'm a little bit too deep because I'm already like, you know, I've already got all the things for it and I have ideas and plans and whatever. Um, but you're right. At I mean, it's six months later and I still only don't have one song, (laughs) you know, like that's how you have to look at it. Like if you sit there and go, I'm going to, I'm going to cross stitch this cross stitching. I don't even know what the word for that. I'm going to knit this scarf and then you never finish the one scarf because you're always like, oh, I'm going to undo this thing and I'm going to do, you know, redo this thread, but I want to make it really long. And then you don't have this consistent time. And then all of a sudden three years have passed and you're still working on one scarf. Like maybe it's going to be the world's greatest scarf, but you'll only have made one. And so maybe your 100th scarf would have been your best one. And I don't know. I, so, so I feel like a lot of what we're talking about here is like knowing when it's done, I think a lot of it seems to be having the discipline to set constraints and be like, sometimes we can't tell when it's done. And so we have to force ourselves to have it be done, you know, um, Otherwise, we'll just work on it forever. Other times, I, I think sometimes when it's like, oh my gosh, that's it. When you have that moment, you kind of step back and you're like, oh, that's the one. You know, I think we have, like I said, I think there is a little bit of that intuition of, no, I think I nailed that one. And other times you're like, well, I've got to play a show next week or I've got to send a newsletter out or uh, my art gallery exhibit is in four months. And so I have to have 10 pieces done by then. I've got a meeting booked on next Friday and I've got to have something to show for it. You know, um, I've been posting videos on YouTube every Friday for the last three months. So I need to have one done by tomorrow. It's Thursday and it's, I haven't recorded anything, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, really, really at the end of the day, the only one who can make us do anything is ourselves. Um, we have to, we have to find it. The, we have to have that discipline though. Because we're not always motivated to finish something. It's not always in the motivation. You have to be disciplined and and push yourself to that sometimes. Um, and so maybe I just need to set a deadline for myself, Kyle. I don't want to do it. <laughs> well, this I might be like, helpful too. I kind of like know. this idea though of you of being like, here, Corey, write a song a week and have it be done. And um, I think I'd have to lower a lot of standards and I'd have to be like, I'm not going to get this like mixed and mastered. It's just going to be written and recorded. And then I move on to the next one. Maybe like, maybe one a month. (laughs) 
Some of the results might actually surprise you from that. Um, yeah. So something I've latched onto lately, I was just thinking about this, like how do I consider things to be done? Yeah. And it's interesting because I've noticed sometimes when I don't necessarily feel like something is a hundred percent done, but I've set a deadline for it and I get it like across the finish line. Sometimes those things get a better response. And this is, you know, assuming that you're putting it out there somewhere, but those things get a better response sometimes than the things I toiled over for a full month or something. Um, Um. And so I've started to kind of look at it like, and this is just a natural inclination I have. I'm very much someone who gets into collecting something Hmm. like if there's something to be collected, I tend to fall into that (laughs) pretty hard as evidenced by my giant book of Pokemon cards from when I was younger. (laughs) Uh, But I think of it kind of like a collection, like all of the newsletters that I've written, it's writing and I aspire in the future at some point to author a book. Like I really, I just really want to do that. I want that to be something that I've done. And so I look at these as like a training ground, but it's, it's almost like each of the, I'm just, I'm collecting these pieces that I've done along the way. And it's more about like getting to the end than it is about like having some final precious work done. It's like, I have a catalog of every week. This is my writing. This is how I've changed. And maybe I don't go look at that all the time, but it's there. Like I know these things Mm. are there. I can go look at them. Uh, I even just knowing like, Hey, I'm a 26th, newsletter of this newsletter that I started is going out on Sunday. So I've done 25 already. That's amazing. Like I want to build up this catalog of things. Yeah. And just, just the fact that I finished something, I can call it like, I can put it on the shelf as like, this is, this was number one and here's number 20. Yeah. Um, For me, that's like, and the, you know, it's different for everybody, but for me, that's like a big motivation. It's not so much like seeing a final amazing work. It's, putting it on the shelf is like, okay, I've finished one and I did it in this amount of time. And like, I've put the check mark on it. Um, yeah. And this is like, I always hate saying this cause it sounds like I'm trying to like give myself pats on the back. But in that process, I've noticed that because I've improved at how I'm writing and I'm doing that every week and I'm like just the cycle of, of continuing to write. Here's people like, it's a pretty common thing now for me to get emails from people who are like, I genuinely don't read any newsletters and I read all of yours every week because it actually is like really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My only point in saying that is that I'm not focused on like, I'm actually not focused on, I want it to be a good quality writing. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not focused on like, okay, this is going to be the best thing I've the ever one, published. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, all right, I got to get it out this week. I'm going to do one this week. Here's the topic. I'm going to write it. Here we go. And I put it out there. And it's, I'm not, like you said, I'm not over romanticizing it. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. like, this is going to be the best thing I've ever done. There's some, of course, where I'm like, (laughs) this is going to be really good. And then, of course, those are the ones that generally people are like, it was was okay. Yeah, right. (laughs) I mean, in a way, the, the podcast is like that. For me, like we have to get on, we have to do, we want to release one every week. And so we have to get on and we do the recording. And I, I know initially when we first talked about doing the show, I was like, I want it so I can just like hit record and then we can just publish it, you know? But I'm, I'm too much of a, like, I know what I want and I know what people want in podcasts. <laughs> so I actually sit and I listen to it and I edit it. 
Um, usually while I'm doing something else, because I can listen to it while I'm working on something, my brain's just like that. And, uh, but I always know, like, I can only do like a single pass. I can do a single pass and I have to have a lot of things already dialed in and then I release it and then I'm done. Like I schedule it and then I'm done, but it has to be every week. It has to be out. Um, and it has to be by like on Thursdays, we send it out early to newsletter subscribers at dadmade.co and, and then on Friday it gets published to all the platforms and that's just what we've committed to. And so, so I know when we record this, it'll do all of its processing. I'll download it on Saturday, do an edit on Saturday or Sunday and then write the stuff on Monday or Tuesday and schedule it and transistor and we're good, you know, but I, but that is, it's just a muscle that we're building and we're on episode, what is this, 11? Um, I mean, we've only been doing this 11 episodes. And now we have a catalog. The first few were terrible, and we're rolling. We're like getting getting this back under our like capacity. But we're at 11, and soon we'll be at 100. You know, And if I can do that with a podcast, I think I could do that with music as well. Well, the great thing is the more you build up that catalog, the the further down you suppress that first episode that you don't <laughs> want anybody to listen to. That's true. <laughs> I This is a total aside, and then I know we, we need to wrap up, but my mom sent me an audio message the other day, and I went and I played it, and all of a sudden I was brought back to when I was, it was like 11 or 12 years old, the first song that my brother and I ever recorded ever and she had found the original burned cd and it's so bad and like there's our our cd is a case study in why they invented autotune like it was everything horrible but like it was so nostalgic and i loved the moment of like listening to that and then listening to the demo that i had just made of this song and hearing just such a difference in in all of that. I mean, it's taken you know twenty five years, <laughs> but um, but you're right. Like no one else is going to hear that that song because it's just trash. Uh, but I needed to have that one in order to get here. But if I had only made that one and been like, all right, that's it, that's my hit, you know, like I never would have gotten any better. So yeah, I need to th- I need to think about this and figure out what are the Maybe there's something in this year that I can be like, hmm, regular, regular cadence should do that. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I kind of like I mentioned social and like posting places and stuff. And I think sometimes that can get a negative connotation like, oh, well, you're just making stuff to get like attention. But I also think it could be a useful tool. Like, let's just say hypothetically that you committed to I'm going to make one song a week and publish it then it's sort of a more of an accountability mechanism type thing. And also a way for you to kind of see your progress and a way for you to catalog that. And so it's less about like, I think it depends on your intention. If you're going into it, like I want to build an audience with this, then that has different goals than like, I just want to put this out there and like say that I've put it out there. I've published it. That's the way for me to call it done. I can't go back and work on it again because I've published it. And I'm going to see how this progresses over time and like make a playlist on Spotify of like my, my weekly songs and see how they've progressed over time. Well, I guess I have some homework. I feel like I always have homework, but I've got some make a song every week. That's your homework. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. I'll do it. They're going to be like 30 seconds long and maybe that's fine. 
Maybe I'll make a couple 30 second tunes. 10 second songs. Well, all right. I'll think about that. Reliant K made a 10 second song. <laughs> Damn it. They did. Well, they did. It's on an did? album. Wait, who did? Reliant K. Do you remember Reliant oh, K? That is true. I just wasted 10 seconds of your life. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was like. They, we can all eat crayons for all I care, or something like that. That's the name of the yeah. title. Yeah, title I don't of the remember song. the title of the track. So random. Yeah. Well, Kyle, I really enjoyed this conversation. I appreciate you. Thanks for uh, thanks for humoring me with this. I feel like there's a lot of wisdom coming at me from your side of the world. So thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I, did we figure anything out? I don't, I don't know. know. Hopefully, I don't people know. are taking something, something. away from this. <laughs> if you felt like you got anything out of this episode while you were listening to it, or if you feel like you didn't and you want us to know about it, go to dadmade d a d m a d e dot c o and uh, sign up for the newsletter. Or send us in uh, an email at mail, M-A-I-L, at dadmade.co. Or you can hit us up on Twitter. Uh, I'm at um, Corey D.H. Miller. And Kyle's at It's Kyle Adams, I-T-S, Kyle Adams. Uh, you don't, do you have Creator Glue, like the handle? Are you doing that as well or no? I, I own it, but I'm not oh. posting anything. Uh, okay. That's interesting. I wonder why. Yeah. You don't have to say it right now, but that's interesting. To be honest, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> okay. You, I mean, you already got the followers on your own personal one, so why yeah. would you? Uh, Kyle, I already spoiled all the ways to, to find us and tell us why we're wrong and what better we could, things we could do, but where else can people find you if they want to say hello? I mean, if you want to see my creative outlet, Creator Glue, uh, you can go to creatorglue.com, and that's there. And then, of course, like you mentioned, Corey, Twitter, uh, at it's Kyle Adams, ITS Kyle Adams. And uh, listen to me on dadmade.co. You know? There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. And also, I love this one- podcast. I'm glad we started it. It's I just so good. Say that. It's I know so this good. wasn't like scripted or whatever, but I'm, I'm very glad we started it. Me too. Me too. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a fun moment to like sit down and really think through some stuff. So um, mm-hmm. it's been good. And also, if you're listening on uh, any of your various platforms and if you've enjoyed, uh, the show or you gotten any value or you just like listening to two old dudes talk about how they're getting old and not sure if they're going to make it through another year. <laughs> uh, if you would in um, whether it's an Apple music or on Spotify or a Deezer, I don't actually know if Deezer has a rating, but I started using Deezer recently. I, I did like a little trial or whatever. It's, it's not too bad. Really dumb name, mm-hmm. but it's not too bad. Um, but if you would go and leave us a review, a five star review, if you would. Uh, and that, um, yeah, it helps more people find the show and helps us feel a little better, a little bit better about ourselves and uh, helps us know that uh, the content that we're making, the stuff that we're making, I hate the word content. I wish I hadn't said that. Ugh, we should talk about that sometime. I have a lot of hangups about the word content. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> if you would leave us okay. a review, that'd be awesome. <laughs> and uh, we look forward to hearing from you. So um, yeah, Kyle, good show. Good show. Bye. Bye.